This the Mixtape Queens. What's up, family? Welcome to another fire episode of the Mixtape Queens podcast, where we bring you the most talented voices in the industry. Today's guest is HM Beats, a music producer and engineer based in Florida who's been in the industry for 10 years. Welcome, King. Welcome. Going on? What's going on? Hey. hey, yes, we're so happy to have you. We've been following you for quite a while. We love your page. You're more than just a producer or beat maker. You're also a motivator. Your content is always on point for us and as well as the beats that you make. So thank you for joining us. I, I really appreciate y'all for having me. Thanks for showing up. Thank you so much. So can you tell us a little bit of your background? Um, so I mean, my background, hmm. so like, I've always like, my family's always been into music since I was younger. Um, I actually, um, grew up around like, you know, playing music in church and stuff like that. Um, my, I have this, I have this one uncle that really inspired me the most. Actually, I just spoke with him the other day. I don't know how much I appreciate him, but he inspired me the most because like every Thanksgiving, when we go to my grandma's house when I was younger, I would always see him playing like a different instrument. Um, I would always see him playing like one 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 year he's playing the guitar, one year he's playing the piano, one year he's playing the drums, and I was just really like, you know, uh, interested in that, and just ended up just picking it up and just playing playing music, you know, all the way until now, just being around it for the most part. Um, so I've always been inspired to do music. That's what's up. Yeah, that's dope. I guess you're just born for it. You have a natural talent for making beats. Can you tell us how you really got started making beats? Yeah, so um, how I got started, actually, um, I would mostly gig as a musician and gig uh, like playing the keys. I started with drums a little bit, but not gigging as much on the drums, but I started playing the drums a little bit and then playing the keys, I would gig, play with a band a little bit. And, you know, I just realized, first of all, the playing in the band has something anybody does that because it's a lot of like breaking, breaking down, you know, putting stuff back and setting up hours before the show, hours after the show, practice. And so um, I used to do that. And then I realized that honestly, I was like, okay, let me try this. Let me try making beats. Like, so I, I noticed that I can put all the instruments together and basically do what the band was doing by myself, like by making the beats and, you know, doing my own thing with it. And um, then I, when I actually started selling my beats, I was like, yo, this is taking less time for me, you know, and I have a family at the same time. So I'm like, yo, this is less time uh, as far as, you know, me being gone from the house and stuff like that. And I was like, yo, I, I think I need to head this direction, you know, more so as a career than, you know, gigging as a musician. So that's kind of how I kind of like in a nutshell kind of ended up, you know, being a producer and producing beats. Awesome. That's dope. So we have a lot of questions about, you know, um, just... Well, let me put it this way. We just got we, a lot of questions. Yeah, we have a lot of questions. That's, that's really the, the main reason we invited you because we have a lot of artists that 
we work with around the world who listen to the podcast and are tuning in. And, you know, we, we all need to do our best to learn um, the business side of music, right? So can you tell us what are some of the key elements that an artist should consider when working with a producer and um, the business aspect of buying beats? Um, man, that's a good question. Um, cause there's so much to cover. Um, but just working with a producer, I mean, honestly, just being honest, you know, when a producer, um, you know, selling the beats most of the time, you know, they're really, you know, they are trying to make a living. Like the computers are expensive. Um, all the software, all the time that producers put into, to invest in, uh, their craft and stuff like that. Um, so you know, just being mindful of that when you're approaching a producer and talking to them and, you know, being considerate of how much time they put in their craft, you know, as well as, you know, as an artist, I'm sure if I was an artist, I'd be like, you know, I put time into my craft as well. But at the end of the day, you know, you're investing in each other. And um, so I think, you know, it's always, First of all, you know, get to know the producer, even if it's if somebody you find a site from off the site. I'm I'm a relationship type of guy, man. I like to um, talk to people and just get to know them where they're at and things like that. Because sometimes, even with that, you end up finding a producer that will actually work with work with you um, as an artist and cut you deals because they believe in you as well as they know you you believe in them. So, I hope that kind of answers the question a little bit um with with how to approach like a producer you're right we do have a lot to cover in that field of expertise you know we really value the information you give us so we have another question let's see okay so our next question for you is how how important is it for an artist to understand the business aspect of how to work with beat makers and producers like contracts, royalties, and ownerships of the rights. Definitely. That that is super, super extremely important. I'll say probably the most well, it is the most important thing because um like for example, an artist needs to know the difference between a, what is a lease and what's an exclusive type beat. Um so a lease is more so of I'm letting the artist buy this lease for me to basically like borrow the beat for them to, you know, rap on or do their artistry on. And, but I still own the beat. Um, and then you have exclusive where I would sell, I would sell the artist exclusive, but that doesn't mean I'm complete, I'm completely giving up the rights to it. So that has to be back in done in your PRO, your BMI. Um, to, well, I use BMI, BMI, ASCAP, or you can be in a different part of the country, have a different PRO. So to make sure that you're registering your producer in there as well. So so that that way, when the song hits and like gets on, a, maybe it gets in a movie or maybe, you know, it gets used somewhere big, that your producer is making royalties as well because technically the producer still has ownership um, in that exclusive deal as well. So it's important to know that business side of it. And um, uh, producers, really, really good producers, really appreciate that when they're put on the back end as well of things. So I think all that answers that 
So, for example, say we want to buy a beat from your website and we want to do a, we want to lease the beat like you have some of them for $35. Um, what does that include? Like, um, you know, can we record our song and put it on Apple Music? And then, you know, what if it does end up going, you know, around the world and reaching millions of people? How how do you ensure that your royalties are met if I had only leased it? Okay, so that's that's really good. So what I my recommendation is, first of all, for artists to always start with, you know, especially if you have a super tight budget, you start with the lower end, which would be like an MP3 lease. Um, and with that lease, it's, um, I don't remember the exact number, but it's a certain amount of streams that if you reach that certain amount of streams, you're supposed to go back to the producer and try to up the license. This is why I say it's important to build like relationships with the producers um, that you can contact them and work with them. So for example, let's say, you leased the song, I mean, you leased the beat for me. You came and bought it for $35, let's just say. You bought it for $35, but then the song blew up and it's getting a lot of attention, a lot of, a lot of, you know, on the radio all over the world. What you would do is contact that producer and I, I would, if I'm the artist, I would try to get an exclusive deal with that so that that beat can be taken down so nobody else uh, uses it so it can be exclusive and then you have that partnership with the producer to make sure the back end is taken care of as well. And, you know, you pay them X, Y, Z amount of money or, you know, at that, at that point, me as a, as a producer, I see a song blowing up. Um, it's good exposure for myself as well. So of course, talk to the artist, I'll be like, Hey, come up with something that works for you or whatever. And, you know, let's make this, you know, make this pop off. Like, you know, let, let's make this hit. So that's how I would approach it if I'm the artist. And then that's the producer side of it as well. Wow. So it does get complicated because I'm thinking, what if, you know, what if we lease the beat and it, it blows up or, you know, it becomes very popular and then somebody else had leased it already and their song might blow up too. So I guess it can get pretty complicated. That's why these contracts and the business aspect of it is so important, right? Yeah, that's that's yeah, exactly. Um, and that's honestly that's a game, um, or a situation that we're always going to have to be in because we just never know what's going to blow up or what's not going to blow up, you know. Um, and what's going to take off and what will take off, or I, I've seen it where it's it, it seems unlikely. But it could happen where two people are blowing up at the same time on the song. But again, going back to it, have a good relationship with and try to get a good relationship with the producer and y'all can work something out. It might be able to have two different songs out and um and that down are blowing up, you know, because you can have two different audiences that are really liking the song on the same beat, or it could be some type of remix going on. It's just to me, it's always relationship and just talking about business you know uh, if that makes sense to me if i was like if i was an artist even if i'm blowing up on the song and somebody else is blowing up on the song as long as i'm getting the exposure i need or mine it's like still it's if people going to listen to both of them maybe and keep going back and forth which one we like that 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 really kind of can start something that gets a lot of motion towards both artists and the producer so i always try to look at it as a positive thing in, in the best way possible 
how can you maneuver um, or, you know, uh, leverage the situ situation as, as, as much as possible. That's true. Yes, communication is key. So that's what I'm I'm getting mostly from that is to have a good relationship with the producers that you're working with and be clear on what the contracts entail and also, um, you know, having a plan for the future if a song does blow up to make sure that the producer is, you know, taken care of, and then everybody can eat, right? Exactly. 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 Right. Okay. So I see, you know, it's becoming more clear to me, but I still have a lot of questions. You know, on YouTube, there's so many free beats, right? You see free beats all over YouTube. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people are, you know, using that and they think it's really free. Right. Um, what are some of the things that people need to be careful of and some warning signs that you can give so oh man that's a that's a good one so when i'm in the studio all the time that's what most of the artists are coming in um you know uh using the free beat most of the time um the the producers are doing that for um traction to their beat store right um and they will have the beat posted as free but if you look in the very small print it says for nonprofit use only. So it can't be released the song, excuse me, with with that beat. And um like you can't release it on Spotify and all that or something, whatever, but you can release it for free, like maybe SoundCloud or something. Because usually the producer leaves their tag in that beat so they can get, you know, uh recognized as well. But um but yeah, I I would be very careful going down that route too. But um uh, I'm sorry, I forgot the other part of the question, but that's the free, that's the uh, free part. But what was the other part of the question? Uh, what are some of the other things that artists should be careful for when s searching free beats and using free beats? Okay, perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you got to be careful that, you know, there's going to be a lot of people using those beats. Um, and then be careful and see, read the small print in those YouTube beats and see what it says, like if it says for nonprofit use, or sometimes it'll say free beat for nonprofit use, but then point to a link and say, if you would like to lease this beat, to go ahead and hit that one. But honestly, in my opinion, which I tell a lot of artists that I work with, my suggestion is, like, let's say you found a free beat and you made a song to it. I will find a really good producer that you really like that you can rock with. Hence, Ace of Beats right here. <laughs> but uh, find a good producer you can work with and get what I call a custom beat. And so what I do with the custom beat is, like, say you already rapped on a beat or you song on a beat. And when I would say, hey, send me the vocal stems, and I would make something that's um, more fitting to your style or fitting to you stylistically, or, you know, something similar, but that it won't sound like the beat that you had off of YouTube. And then now you don't have to have to worry about anybody like having what you have. And that that's an exclusive deal to you only. So that's another route to do two custom beats, you know, especially when you're deep in the game already. Right. Excellent. Like, we appreciate that. And like, what are some of the mistakes that you see artists make when working with beat makers or producers and how can they avoid it yes man um well 
um, a asking, always asking stuff for free. That's just in business in general, asking stuff for free. Um, like just jumping the gun that way. That that's I think that's one of the things. Always, even if it's a producer to an artist or vice versa, always try to add value before you ask for something. So maybe you see a producer, you're a very talented singer, and you could do hooks or something, and you say, hey, um, would you like to exchange services? Maybe I can do a few hooks for you, uh, and we sell it on the website, and then maybe you can give me a couple beats, and we work together that way. That's another form of way to work, too, as well. So um, I say a lot of problems is where you think just people, people think people are just doing it for free and just for a hobby. But there's a lot of time and money invested into, um, you know, putting in the work for, for where you're at now as a producer. Okay, so, for example, we make beats ourselves. We don't know what we're doing exactly all the time. And we got one of your um, kits. It was like, you know, samples and loops, um, stuff like that. What are the rules when it comes to using other people's sounds and our beats? And how does that affect the beats that we make with our royalties? Yeah, so um, it's it's actually, you just look for those keywords. And I always read the fine print. The keyword is royalty-free. Um, so my kits that I sell, that I uh, have, and the ones that I've given away for free, they're royalty-free. Now, I do have certain kits that I, that I send out to uh certain industry producers that I know that I've been in relationships with that would be exclusive for those situations. But you look for the keywords royalty free. And um, when you have that, when you have the royalty free, you can do whatever you want with it. You can go ahead and, you know, make a beat with it and post it on your beat stars or whatnot and make that money. And it's not, I'm not coming for you at all. Or <laughs> nobody's coming come for you because it's royalty free. Um, now, I will say this, like, let's say, for example, there's just situations where me personally, I got royalty free samples from another producer, but it got in a situation to where I made money off of it. And so respectfully, me, it's just as me, I just feel like I would want it done to me. And as I went back to the producer, I was like, hey, um, I don't remember how much made off of it, but I was like, yo, I just made $200 off of it. Hey, I just want to go ahead and send you $100. Um, and then, and then they, we, I just made sure I looked out for them, even though it was technically royalty free. It's just like, Hey, we I got a relationship with this person and want to build with them and continue it. That's a good opportunity. So I've done that. And it happened to me where I use somebody else's sample. And then it happened to where I sent out free samples, not even thinking about it, but the producer hit me up one day and I see like, you know, $150 coming in my cash app. And he said, yo, we got paid you know, for his beat. So it's just relationship and communication. But when you're using the samples, royalty free is key words. Sorry for the lawyers. <laughs> no, yeah, that was perfect. Yeah, that's fine. We, yeah, we appreciate the long answer because, you know, we want to do things legit. And like you said, um, you know, taking care of the producer and um, giving the credit where it's due is very important when it comes to business especially when you are invested in doing good biz business with good karma attached to it mm -hmm. so we appreciate that and 
you know, maybe we might come up with some hits and, yeah. uh, you know, oh. <laughs> everybody knows HM Beats. We will. We will. <laughs> we will. Absolutely. So when we say we have a lot of questions for you, we got a lot of questions. That's cool. That's cool. I'm, I'm glad I'm able to I'll answer as best as I can. <laughs> I mean, I'm, honestly, all of your answers have been very helpful. Awesome. Let's get it up. Let's get it up. Social media game changers. Are you ready to take your brand to the next level? It's time to step up your game with the Mixtape Queens. We specialize in all things social media, from graphic design, music, photography, and videos. We got everything you need. Whether you're a business looking to boost your brand, an influencer looking to expand your following, or wanting to just get yourself heard, the Mixtape Queens got you. Want to contact us? Go to our website at mixtapequeens.com. When collaborating with a beatmaker or producer, what is the most th important thing that an artist should keep in mind to ensure a successful partnership? Um, just like I, I kept mentioning before, uh, communication is everything um, to me uh, personally. Um, whether it's, so for me, so I'm, I'm a workaholic, I'm, I, was, I will say. And it's been um, sometimes where maybe I could be put a little bit pushy on the artist, like, hey, yo, I sent you the beat, what's going on? Like, you know, but I I need open communication. Like, are we working? How are we working or are we not working? You know, situations like that. Like, um, let me know. Like, I had a couple artists that I was working with and they needed a break. I was like, cool, just, you know, let me know. Let's communicate. Or, oh, hey, I need to take some time off because your mental health is important. And sometimes you get caught up in the job and, um, you know, just going at it every single day that you need a little break. So communication, is open communication is important to me. Communication on that end, whether you need a break. Communication is, hey, I don't like this on that beat. I wasn't really feeling this or whatever. I tell them, the first thing I tell my clients, I say, I need you to keep it 100 with me like keep 100 means like keep it honest with me like tell me i don't like that i don't like this i love that i love this like just tell me it's not gonna hurt my feelings because me uh, i've been told working with artists um they think they tell them told me before and they're like yo you're you're really like patient you know you're really patient in the process i said well because you gotta learn to enjoy the process first of all i love the process started from scratch creating or creating wherever it's just from scratch or not i love the process but to me it's like a journey you got to pick your it's like a marathon you take your time with it to get it it's not to perfection because we're not going to ever have anything to perfection but in that moment the best thing that i think was necessary in that moment for it like let's get it the best we can in that moment so i think just communication goes across the board like between the producer and the artist Let's communicate. Let's talk. Let me know what's going on. Let me know how you feel. You know, even some sessions, I got in with the artist and I was like, yo, we're starting from scratch. How do you feel today? Like, what are you feeling like? You know, they might be like, yo, I feel like I'm going on a journey or whatever. I was like, okay. And then I'll tap into like getting into that vibe and that sound. And that makes a better, um, you know, better performance come out of them because I'm setting like basically an atmosphere for them tell their story within the beat. I hope that makes sense. But yep. Yes, absolutely. Yes, it does. 
we relate to that because we make artwork for people all around the world and I've been doing it a long time. So it's very similar when working with an artist, like they have a title or a theme for the song and I come up with the artwork based off of that. So yeah, it's similar. Um, So our next question is, um, do you have any recommendations on any mentors or channels that you um, follow or tune into to learn more about the production um, business aspect? Yes. Um, so uh, one guy that I followed, um, I haven't got into it deep, deep, as, as deep as I need to yet, um, but uh, Clint, um, man, I think it's Clint Music on, um, I think it's Clint Anthony Music, Clint Music on uh or on Instagram, I follow him. He goes over a lot of sync license and stuff. Um, then there's another guy I really look up to. Um, his name's Tone Jones. Um, and he I just look up to him as far as how how he does things as far as making the beats to, you know, providing motivation and to just show like, you know, the you know, how you how you do things, how he moves about his business and stuff like that. So those are the two guys that I can think of. Another guy um, is Dope Two, big time seller producer, uh, Gummy Beats on Instagram. He's really dope. I follow him, and then there's a lot of other producers that I just follow for motivation and stuff like that. So, um, Jax is another one. You don't spell it exactly like I, you said, but I forgot how to spell it. But he's another one, a motivational producer as well as really good with producing as well. So those are a couple guys that I kind of looked up to. Um, but in the meantime, like I really uh like bury myself into like motivational uh stuff like Eric Eric Thomas or Les Brown, uh Myra Golden. Like I listen to a lot of motivational speakers and stuff like that to help my mindset because I think when you have the right mindset, everything else is gonna fall into place and get you in the motion you need to get to. So Yep. Absolutely. We we wrote all of that down and we are definitely going to be following uh you said Clint Music, Tone Jones and Gummy Beats. Oh, and shout out to Les Brown too. I love yeah. him. You got to be hungry, right? Yeah, got to. <laughs> yeah, I love him. He's so cool. So yeah, so the mindset is really everything, especially when dealing with music, um especially when you're not one of those corporate greed type of mindset like it, it, it's hard for some of us to um balance the the work life relationship especially like being your own boss your own ceo so yes i i agree with you that's very important um yeah so we're curious we want to know what's in store for hm beats what are some of your goals for the future yes um honestly um I'm I'm just looking to do so well in music that, you know, I just have the freedom just to I'm literally waking up doing nothing but music all all day long and being able to support my family at the same time. So um I'm I'm aware that, you know, it does take time to happen, but they say, you know, using um uh, I forgot the saying, but they say like you have an overnight success in ten years. <laughs> so maybe Maybe I'm close, maybe I'm not. You know, you never know where you're at exactly. But I know that um, 
and, and I have some people tell me sometimes that I'm inspiring them, or you know, you have people that might be watching you and, and you they're not saying anything. So um I'm just I'm just gonna keep going and try to just be the best version of me, whatever that looks like in the future. Whether it's I have a hit song going on the radio or I don't have a hit song on the radio, but I'm working with thousands of independent artists. I just want to be the best version of me, use the gift that I have or and the talent that I have at the best way that, that I can and, and try to inspire people along the way and, and motivate them to do the same. We like that. Yeah, beautiful. Yes, that's very honorable. And we want this to reach people and inspire them. So is there any advice that you can give to some of our listeners who may be struggling and doubting themselves? What what can you say in this moment to help lift them up? I would say, you know, don't stop. Um, so when I first got started, and learning music, like I was going on YouTube learning, and because I didn't go to school for this, I literally learned off of YouTube. And I, I live in Orlando, so I'm I'm like rubbing shoulders with people who are in the industry, um, or who went to full cell or going to full cell. But it was just because, you know, I'm not there at the bag. I got a long ways to go, but it's because. I like literally locked myself away to like really learn the craft and just really, and I'm still learning and to just not give up. But there was times, there was times when I literally went and touched my computer for like two weeks because I was frustrated with learning each I was frustrated with learning compression. I was frustrated with, you know, different things. But the most thing, even though I stopped, took a little, you know, time off at that moment, I still came back to it because I knew this is just what I was built to do. And so I would just say, don't stop. Like there's this, um, there's this like picture that I see sometimes. And um, it's like a picture of a, a mine, a mine digger, whatever, you know, people who do mining and dig for gold that the guy, one of the guys just kept digging, kept digging, but he got tired picture shows that the gold was like literally right there like one more hit away but that guy stopped and then another guy came and then just you know got to the gold but you know I say that to say is you don't know what's your one one what's your one thing you're away from you might be one beat away from making your hit you know one mix away from you know making your hit one networking event from networking with the right person with the right relationship. So you never know when you're like that one thing away from being exactly where you need to be in the moment that you, uh, you know, to be who you're supposed to be. So I would say, don't stop. You can take a break and you can slow up a little bit, take a step back, get a breath, like, but don't stop. Take care of your mental health. Cool. Hey, might need to take a day or two and walk away from something for a little bit, but stay consistent at going at the journey, going for the goal, being the best version of you possible every single day. That's what I would say, you know? Yes, that is so powerful. We love that. Thank you so much for that inspiration. And we know that it's going to reach somebody out there and it's going to mean a lot. Appreciate it, y'all. Yes, thank you. I, I agree. I think like you said, eliminating those distractions out of your life and 
focusing on gaining knowledge and practicing your craft is so important as well as like you said don't give up like you know uh I almost gave up for about four or five years I I literally stopped I thought I don't maybe this isn't for me and you know I realized at, at the end of the day I had to keep my dream alive because what finds us in our heart is our calling are the things that we enjoy right that that like you said you enjoy the process starting from scratch on a beat working with different artists around the world and these are the reasons to keep the dream alive exactly exactly we're gonna have all your links inside of the description when we post your podcast so let let me say that okay we will have all of your links in the description of the podcast but go ahead and let people know where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Instagram, uh, HM Beats with a Z music, spelled regular, HM Beats, uh, with a Z, H M B E A T uh, Z <laughs> music. Um, you can find that on Instagram together, like you put the words together. And then if you search on YouTube, just put a space in between those. But it's HM Beats music. You can find me mostly everywhere. With that, even on Spotify um, and things of that nature. And I do have a website, hmbeats.com, hmbeats.com. So they can find me there as well. So, and just reach out to me. I'll top it up with anybody. Y'all heard it on the Take Queens podcast. Reach out to HM Beats, follow him on all platforms. Yes, hmbeats with a Z, music.com, and then find um find him on instagram and you won't be disappointed um thank you king for joining us because we really appreciate you sharing your knowledge with us and with the world who's listening and we also uh we see you doing big things we see your hard work ethic and your passion for what you do and that's why we're here that's the reason that we have this podcast to shine light on that so thank you so much and we would love to have you back on yeah, I, w- I would love to be back on, and I really appreciate you guys. This this was inspiring that you even reached out to me on um, to do this. Um, so just to even be recognized, it's a humble honor. So I really, really, really do appreciate that as well. Oh yes, you're very welcome, and you deserve it. So we'll be happy to have you back anytime, and we're excited to see what the future has in store for us. Yeah. Facts. Yes, definitely. It's big things, it's big things. Absolutely, yes. All right, well, thank you so much again. And we look forward to continuing to share support and just rock out together. We're family. Yes, all right. Yes, all right. Have a great evening and please be safe out there. All right, to shine the light on the path that I'm shown. Rise like a phoenix into a realm of the unknown